you can have a great technique for transplanting, but if you do it at the wrong time. Well, let's just talk a little bit about why you would transplant anyway. Because sometimes it has to do with um, things which were planted wonderful in the wrong place to begin with. If you've got the builder's bush up and you walk outside and you think, wow, these plants are getting big out here. There's a reason for that. They purposely put the most leaves for the money out front. So you may have plants out there. We're doing one uh, project for someone who has all the pineapple guava hedge in the front yard under their windows. Now, if you come by the office, you will see that we have specimen pineapple guava trees. <laughs> we do. That are approximately 12 feet tall and maybe 15 feet wide. Uh-huh. Beautiful multiple trunks coming up. And that's how big a pineapple guava grows. So imagine that, 12 feet high, 15 feet wide. Put under your dining room window. Right. And so you already have a problem. Now, you can try to prune it forever, or you can just move the plant and get it someplace where it will grow to the way nature intended. So. Well, isn't that a good sign, too, that pruning it forever? I mean, I think that high maintenance, when something becomes such high maintenance for you, um, there's a problem. It shouldn't be, right? I mean, if you're having to keep cutting that uh, pineapple shrub down to two feet, to two feet, to two feet, so you can view out of a interior window so you can see outside, there's a problem. A lot of times they'll do it with ligustrums and, and some other shrubs. You'll Does see. that apply to grass? Oh, well, that's funny. You know what? Um, if you went to that sustainable conference we talked about earlier in the day that's going to be coming up at Mercer, you right. might say, you know what? The idea of cutting grass over and over and over and over again does not make a whole lot of sense. Why does not something get planted out there that you don't have to cut? Uh-huh. You could do some ground covers and do less grass so you have less maintenance, right. less work. Or do a different type of grass mm-hmm. that gets cut less often, like zoysia grass. Right. So um, I got off the main topic there of planting. We should probably... Well, we, were, we were really kind of talking about transplanting. So you see that this, this shrub, and maybe you've moved into your new home and you've been there maybe a year, maybe two years before you start realizing, my gosh, I've been out here six times. It's just been two years. Those are some signs to say, wow, I'm going to have to move this plant. When to move it, that's the next thing. Now, if you want to move it when it's the easiest time, um, the dead of winter is always better. For most plants, because the roots are basically just, you know, barely hanging in there. They're putting a little bit of growth out, but you can move them and you aren't going to lose all the water out of the leaves as you would during the hot part of the summer. So really the key to moving a plant is to do it when it's not moving so much of the uh, water through the vascular system where it's sucking it up and then losing it through the leaves. So first thing in the morning, maybe when those plants have recovered, even if it's winter, especially right. here. <clears throat> but if you want to move it this time of year or in the summer, you do things first in the morning. So you go ahead, dig the hole that is going to the night before. Have the hole all dug. Have it ready to go. Make sure that you've watered the hole that night. Go ahead and make sure that you fill the hole full of water and let it soak into the surrounding soil. Then when you do move this plant, it's not going into this foreign, dry, crammed hole that you're just barely getting the into. Roots you've won't got to, be able to right. break and penetrate. And then you dig the plant up. You move it as fast as you can. You do it first thing in the morning when all the water has replenished its system. The leaves are happy. I'd go ahead and, and even prune it the night before. Cut it back some. Cut it back. Prune it. Get it all ready to go. And then it's like we always talk about those kids who are in the back seat. When you come home in the <laughs> Driving evening, home. they fall asleep, you yes. pick them up, you put them in bed, they wake up, they don't even remember how they got there. Well, yeah. you want to do that with your plant. You don't want your plant to even remember how it got into, into the uh, new spot that you're going to plant it to. So have it all dug out, 
dig it up. If you start it, if you start it sun up, you'll be done before breakfast is ready. Well, and that's a very good point. But you did mention, just at least touched on, on there are some plants that don't need to be moved in the winter, and those are the tropicals, like the palm, palm trees. The palms, right? love, the palms love being moved in the heat of the summer. Hot, so. yeah. Right. When it's hot and moves from one warm bed to the next, it really needs to be. But for the most part, um, it's, it's making sure these plants get to places, like you said, where they can grow with the minimum of pruning, and you're not out there trying to cut them back all the time to fit. Now, there's nothing wrong with pruning plants. I've got no problem right. with cutting things in shapes or hedges or all that. People, I had professors who were very much against all that, who thought, oh, no, you you can't be cutting these plants back. You shouldn't be shaping them. You shouldn't be cutting them in little boxes and all that. And I'd always say, that's just a bunch of hooey. There's no problem with that at all. And, you know, you get into the hole, well, you know, that's not the way they're supposed to be. Naturally, they grow into this shape. And I think I, I mentioned before on the air, I had a professor saying that one time, and I looked at this ring that he was wearing. I said, funny, I don't think the gold came out of the ground that way. I don't think the diamond came out of the ground that way. <laughs> make an A in that class. As a matter of, no, I, I really, and I said, as a matter of fact, that shirt that you're wearing that you love that's made out of cotton, I don't think you sewed cotton balls together to get that shirt. It's all been run through a processor of some sort. Right. So that's true. That's what we do as humans. I'm just, you know, you just don't want to do it where you're just absolutely destroying the environment. But my goodness gracious, otherwise we're just going to be making mud patties and smearing that on our bodies, and that's going to be our clothes. Well, so. wouldn't you like that? <laughs> <laughs>